All right, so I'm here today with Mr. Gabe Lee. Mr. Lee, first off, how are you doing? Thank you so much for coming on. I'm glad to be here. Thanks, man. We are so excited to have you. So you have, I guess, recently released your the Hometown Kid album, right? Could oh, yeah. you kind of walk us through the process of getting to this point in your career? Yeah, uh, strictly like music industry and Nashville wise. I mean, it's it's been um, about five years now. I've been working with a small music label called Torres Music Group. Basically, a guy who was uh, he was a drummer for a long time for like Tracy Lawrence, Leon Russell. Uh, started going into A and R and publishing, working for Sony, working for Columbia. Uh, a few years back, he started his own shop, and he develops artists. He looks for talent and and singers and songwriters in Nashville and tries to, and in Nashville, Nashville and Texas too. Uh, he's got roots in Texas. So um, he just tries to find folks that he can develop and, and create good music with. And I was one of, uh, one of his finds in 2019. Uh, and I was just playing a, a tiny little open mic downtown in Nashville. Uh, I think I was playing maybe just like two or three songs is kind of how it goes in Nashville. It, my friends and I used to just go out to every single writer's round we possibly could, even if we weren't playing, you know, just to just to kiss ass and shake hands and at least network a little bit. <laughs> but we would we showed up to this one and it was a it was a busy night. So everyone only gets to play two songs. So I went up and I did my two. And and this guy who was upstairs eating with his family, he come down and he, he shook my hand, gave me his business card. And uh, it ended up being Alex Torres. And he ended up coming to my next show and the one after that. And enjoyed it so much that he wanted to invest and he wanted to help me cut records. So we've cut three records since, since uh, meeting uh, farmland in 2019, honky tonk hell in 2020. And then um, boop, my dog's scratching uh, honky tonk hell in 2020 and then hometown kid this, uh, this past year. Uh, and every record is a little bit different, but you kind of get in a groove with it, you know, cause it's, it's a, it's a craft, it's an art. And, um, it it all it takes time and, and it takes care so uh i just try to learn every you know every single day we're in the studio every single show that we play in between you're just trying to learn and and uh you know pick up pick up the best traits you can and the best habits you can to to succeed because uh very rarely does it happen overnight yeah that's that's really good advice for for young artists so how did how did you get into country music like how did you decide that's what you wanted to do with with your career? I think a lot of it was just location. I mean, I grew up in Nashville and I was born and raised here. And a lot of the lifeblood and the history and the heritage of, of this town is is country music. And that's what makes this place a destination. It's what makes it special. And it's what makes it one of the best music towns in the entire world. I mean, you have like, no joke, the best guitar players and drummers and, and pianists and producers engineers and songwriters uh so it's it's just a it's a it's a hub uh for for country music and having grown up here i was just surrounded by it uh i think i i grew up listening to uh, a handful of uh you know country artists uh not but i wasn't like you know a diehard 90s country kid um although a lot of my friends were uh, I was listening to more like folky stuff. I was listening to like Jim Croce, Bob Dylan, John Prine, more of the storytellers. Uh, but 
of course, nineties country was like, you know, peak country. It was, you know, between the seventies, eighties, nineties, you know, country music created some of the most beautiful music and the best storytelling um, ever, uh, in my opinion. So when I moved back from college, I've been playing a couple of bands, always had been, and I was doing, you know, kind of a more Americana folky thing. And, and, uh, since Torres uh, is a is a country music aficionado and he's always been involved in the genre, uh, that's kind of the path that we took, and uh, it's in, it's so interesting and, and fun and always developing because uh, country has a country has a, a changing definition. It's got multiple uh, I guess multiple definitions now, multiple personalities. You got pop country, you got outlaw country, you got red dirt country, you have western swing. Um, you have Appalachian folk, which they, you know, they call themselves country. You have the bluegrass folks who, I mean, that's about as country as it gets bluegrass. That's kind of where it all started. Right. Uh, so, you know, all these different definitions of country, of course, we fall into Americana, we fall into heartland rock and that's all fine by me. You know, as long as people are spinning the music, they can call it whatever they want. Uh, yeah, I was. I actually found you. I was listening through my Americana playlist, and you were right after um, "Bad Bad" Leroy Brown. And I'm like, this guy, this guy fits right in. I'm like, I gotta find him. And so I, you know, nice. go through, and your album had just come out, the the hometown kid, and absolutely loved it. So I, I was like, I gotta get him on the show, yeah. and here and here we are. So yeah, yeah. Um, those those playlists are like those playlists really provide a lot for for artists just starting out because you know they're they're a quick way to get discovered and uh most people are obviously listening on on title amazon uh not to mention spotify and apple that make amazing playlists um apple just put out a new playlist this morning called new and americana and i know that there's like there's like the indigo playlist on spotify there's uh the pulse of americana on spotify like all these playlists that people probably just throw on and just let run Mm -hmm. Um, but when there's half a million people doing that every day, uh, and your song is on one of those, one of those lists or, or, you know, God willing, you have a couple songs or a couple co-writes on those lists. Um, that's where the streams really build up and then you can, you can get more discovery that way. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess when speaking of co-writes, I, I want to ask you write all of your own music or that's right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I've, I've got a couple co-writes on my on my personal records from uh, from some of my close buddies that I've written with. Uh, but I, I'm not a super active co-writer in Nashville. And most people in this town are. Most songwriters, I think they try to get out and write um, at least once a week. Um, and then people who have publishing deals are generally out there every freaking day in different writing rooms. Um, and I, I'm just kind of a, like a hermit when it comes to that. I kind of stick to my, my own stuff. I like to I like to let it cook on my own and um you know there's there's lots of different ways to do it so what is your writing process like then do, are you do you write the chords first and then the you know the melody and then the lyrics mm -hmm. or how do how does that work yeah um so songwriting for me uh is a process that just takes patience and time and sometimes it'll It'll happen on a lunch break, and then sometimes it'll take years. Um, and I, I've had both. I've had the pleasure of experiencing both, and and both uh, routes bring bring me the same joy, right? Ultimately, it's like you get to complete, or you get to get close to completing a song. You make progress on it. I don't know if 
you know, I don't know if you ever finish a song because when I when I when I play songs out um, and I play them in different settings, whether it's a, a a bigger club or it's a small theater or if it's just a honky tonk dive, um, songs take on different you know different life and energy depending on where they are. Uh, when when I'm creating songs or crafting songs, you know, I I kind of it usually starts with a little hook. It starts with a tiny melody or a phrase. Um, and uh, like one of my songs, Eveline, it started with just the very first phrase, Wheels of Fortune, Away We Ride um, to Arizona in Better Times. And it just kind of fell out from there. Um, and it's, uh, it, could, it could be a melody, it could be a guitar riff, or it could be a, a phrase. There's a lot of different ways it'll come to songwriters. And um, I've experienced all of those different things. And what, what would you say your favorite song that you've ever written is? Do you have a favorite? I think Eveline is collected, uh, connected with people the most. Um, I think it's poetic, but also uh, accessible and understandable. I think there's a special language that I uh, succeeded in, in creating with that song um, because it paints a picture, but it's, it's also not like extremely convoluted or hard to understand. Um, I think Honky Tonk Hell is one of the, the you know the songs that i have the most fun just playing out live um it's it's high energy whereas Eveline is a, is a soft slow song um and uh you know honky tonk kill kind of shows off some of the more uh i guess like brash uh outlaw kind of um renegade um motifs in in uh, in country writing uh and it also you know it also lets me talk about a little bit about what it's like being in the music business in Nashville. Uh, th those are both really great songs. So I guess one of the things I've always kind of wondered about your music is do you like when you're when you're sitting down and you're writing, do you kind of know what the style is going to be before you go in? Because you're you're very multifaceted in your art. Do you, yeah. do you know, like, it's going to be a honky-tonk honky hell style or more mm -hmm. of an Eveline? Do you know? Yeah, I, I, I would say uh, it, it really just depends. Sometimes sometimes you know what you're, you're going to get out of a song, like you know what kind of song it's going to be, and then you, you chase that uh, because you want it to fit in that mold. If you want it to be a two-stepping Western swing song, it's got to be a, a certain, you know, chunk, chunk, chunk. You know, it's got to be a, played a certain way and sung a certain way. Um and uh, but I don't I don't think I necessarily, um, you know, stick to those molds uh, as strongly as other people do, because I do I do enjoy having diversity in, in my songs um, as far as like a concept for for like an album, like putting together songs that all sound alike. Uh, it's it's not so, I haven't I haven't done too much of that. I think the last record and the record before uh, jump around quite a bit. Um, which, which is just something that me and my producers enjoy doing. Uh, my next record we're working on in studio right now. And, and I am trying to dial in. I'm trying to focus in on a vibe and stick to that vibe through the whole record. Uh, and it'll definitely be more rootsy uh, folk, you know, lots of fiddle, banjo, mandolin, acoustic guitar. I'm trying to become a better guitar player. I'm not, I'm not going to be a, a bluegrass picker uh, anytime soon, but um, I'm I'm trying to 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 settle into those those roots 
um, of like folk music and bluegrass music a little more on this next project. That I'm excited to, I didn't realize you were working on stuff. I'm excited to hear it. Always, man. Always. So I guess I only have a couple of questions left. Most of them you've already kind of covered. What, what would you recommend to a new artist, like a young, a young guy who's just trying to kind of make it, maybe get that first record deal? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what, what my buddies and I were doing, right, we were playing every single open mic possible. And I mean, they, they, they do it. There's, there's different systems now to how people sign up for these things. But basically, I mean, if you think you got something or if you just want to if you just want to play out, like if you're not even really looking for business um, or fame or, you know, a record deal, like if you just want to play out and you think you have something good, um, there's so many different songwriter nights and open mics probably near you. Like it doesn't have to be Nashville. Now, if you want if you want some of the best competition uh, and if you want that competition to motivate you and make you better, then you got to come to Nashville. Um, but, uh, there's, there's lots of great music communities all across the United States. I've had the pleasure of touring through, uh, great music communities in the Carolinas, as well as in Texas. And all of these places love songwriters. So, um, if you can find a decent music community, uh, that most of these communities are very open and accepting because everyone who, most people who are in music are like super chill. Um, they're probably like people that you would meet at a brewery. They're just like the nicest folks that <laughs> that are are not gonna like are not you're not gonna feel embarrassed or nervous about playing in front of right. Music folks are generally pretty chill. Um, go out and find an open mic and 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 see and see where you stand uh, amongst the other the other songwriters there, and um, you know see what what you can do to get better. Um, Nashville is there's so many dang people in this town doing th that exact thing. So, uh, you, I think the best thing, I think the first most important thing is probably like if you've just moved to town last week and you're looking for places to play, like one of the hardest things, but one of the most important things is to find that that community is to find your buddies, is to find people that you can trust that you can hang out with and and not necessarily do music or even if you are just hunting down you know shows every single day with these people at least let them be tolerable folks that you trust um that understand you uh and at the very least even if the music thing doesn't work out you'll have friends right you've you've made you've made buddies um and i and i'm lucky enough to be from this town so that i have i have uh i have communities that different communities that i've in my in my past that I, I connect with and still and still um, keep up with like, you know, people from when I was a kid growing up in church, um, people from bands that I played in growing up, people at Belmont when I went to college there for a stint, people that I bartended with for for years and years. Um, all these different pockets and communities are non-music related, but, you know, they they're a support system. And when you move to a new town, that's one of the biggest things you don't have is a support system. So, um if I, if we're talking about someone moving to Nashville, chasing a dream, um, yeah, find your, find your people, find your community. Oh, that is, that is really good advice. Not something I would have, would have thought of if I was yeah. an artist. So I, you mentioned being able to travel into some of these really cool towns that are musically aligned. What was your favorite venue or town you've ever played? Yeah, man, there's a couple, um, 
one of the first festivals I ever played was in Greensboro, North Carolina, a tiny little town. And we met these folks who uh, owned a brewery. And so we knew they were going to be, you know, good folks. We knew they were going to be fun, that they liked to party. But uh, also, they, it, because it was such a small town, uh, this crew of, of folks, they were all college uh, buddies. I almost said college bros, which they are. But they were, they were, they're, they're like established college bros. They, they have kids now. And they all, um, they all have this, uh, they're all music like nerds. So they, they love songwriters and, um, they, they found our music, my first record from some, you know, from the radio or some playlist invited us out and they, they own a brewery called, uh, like all the guys together own a brewery called little brother brewing, uh, right on the, the town square. And it's just a, just a great small Carolina, um, like drinking spot. But uh, they they host live music and they invite us out to a, a street festival that they were doing, which turned out to be awesome. They had a lot of great local acts coming in there. They had uh, River Wireless there. They had uh, Danger Muffin, which are all pretty well known in that area. Um, so I would say, yeah, you know, the Carolinas have been a, a really great place for us. And most importantly, we can always stop in the Carolinas, like on the way up up the coast or something because they're they're so friendly like there's we've always got a crash to ca uh, couch to crash on out there i can always um you know catch a show somewhere or play a show somewhere you know at a brewery and make a couple bucks uh, i also really love uh sagebrush in austin texas which is uh it's a smaller dance hall more of a dive honky tonk than anything um but it's got great history. It used to be owned by cartel. There's still bullet holes in the wall. Uh, it's there's a guy that runs it named Dennis, who's like you know super cool guy. And they got yeah they got food trucks out back uh, and really good sound. And it's just a dusty old honky tonk, and you wouldn't really you know doesn't look like much from outside, but you walk in and and we had a um, we I played like a two and a half hour show there this past year, and people were. Oh, and our in our kickoff time was like eleven PM. So it was kinda like the you know, it's kinda like the jerk off slot. But I mean, people were there. Like people stayed and were digging the music and it's Texas, so they were two stepping, they were they were swing dancing. And um and I and I felt really encouraged, right? Because you roll into you roll into a town you're not from, you're gonna play a midnight slot basically and um people were really receptive so sagebrush in austin texas is also up there in my like you know top venues that is really awesome i would i would love to make it out there one day see all the bullet holes it's killer. Where, where are you by the way i'm in alabama i'm about um two hours south of nashville in huntsville oh cool nice yeah. i like huntsville it's a, it's a cool town not as cool as nashville but it's a cool little town <laughs> yeah. oh yeah yeah so I guess really the last question I have, is there anything that you've got out now or that you're, that's coming out that you want to like plug anything you want to promote? Um, yeah. So um, if I, if, if I can ask when, when are, when is this episode sort of going to be published? So looking to publish it first week of next month. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. We're, um, we're, yep. Well, uh, we've got, uh, we've got a, uh, a video release that we're we're working on releasing and by the time this comes out it'll probably be it'll probably be out uh 
I've got a song on my, la- on my last record called Buffalo Road. Um, very personal song. It's it's a piano ballad, and it's about this uh, this like field that my buddies and I in high school used to um, not sneak off to, but just go out to when we uh, just wanted to, you know, smoke a doobie and and drink some beer and and like you know look for aliens. Um, and it was uh, and it's just it's one of those places like everyone's got that place like with your with your high school buddies or your college buddies, it's like the spot, right? The spot you would go out to just to, just to disappear for like a couple hours. Um, and uh, we, we shot a great video here in this apartment, in my tiny little uh, basement apartment. Uh, and, and I think it turned out great. So uh, if you haven't seen it yet, by the time you hear this episode, uh, the Buffalo Road music video is going to be our first ever uh, official um music video that's not like a like a live session or anything so um yeah check it out i'll make sure to link that in the description if it's out by the time this this mm-hmm. comes out and then where can people find you like social media Spotify, yeah that kind of yeah I'm, I'm mostly everywhere as mr gabley mr spelled out m-i-s-t-e-r um and uh i'm I feel like I'm a little old for TikTok, but I did get one and I'm the hometown kid. And it's funny because like they, my, my folks, uh, uh, one of the, one of the managers at the label was like, she's, she's younger. And she was like, pushing me to get a TikTok and uh, for music, obviously, because you know, you can, you can get fans in like two seconds with that. But of course, all I've done is use it to post videos of like, like my dog eating a cheeseburger um or um or like driving around like road raging you know so like i i haven't even i've barely even done any music stuff on it but i do intend to um and uh and yeah oh yeah i'm also uh, on venmo as mr gabley if anyone just wants to send me cash that'd be awesome that's uh that's a good thing to plug (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well thank you so much for coming on i really enjoy getting to talk to you and just all your insight into the music industry it's been enlightening yeah thanks for reaching out but it was fun here i'll end the recording